Welcome to the Peg Doesn't Fit. You are listening to this right now because you feel education can be more than what it is. In these bonus episodes of The Peg Doesn't Fit, we highlight a tweet from an outside-the-box educator. We are glad you joined us. Let's check out this week's Tweet of the Week. Welcome back to our Tweet of the Week bonus episode. In this week's Tweet of the Week, we have found a tweet by a guy named Mr. Ankrum. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's at Mr. underscore A-N-K-R-U-M. And let's check out what he has to say. He says, let's stop normalizing discounting parental voice input because they aren't certified teachers. Parents are the first teachers of their children. Parents are the experts of their children. And schools, teachers should look to build partnerships with parents. I think that tweet is super powerful, Ryan. And here's why. And we're getting ready. And later in the week, we are going to be releasing our main episode with Kim Hopkins, in which we're going to be talking about managing student behavior. But one of the key components in her model is listening to the students and taking their perspectives into consideration. And I think so many times in education, teachers, uh, administrators, whatever, the schools maybe don't value the parent's voice uh, in their concerns about their child's education, much like maybe we don't value the student's voice in why they're behaving the way they're behaving. But, you know, I've always been a big proponent in parental support And though, you know, some teachers might indicate that parents don't support the schools like they used to, you know, I don't know if that's the case that they don't support them. I mean, my my main message to teachers is, is I really, truly believe that the parents of our students love their kids just as much as we love our kids. But maybe, I don't know, they just... They have had a bad experience in school themselves and kind of come into the conversation in defense mode because they're defending their kid because they think the school is mistreating their kid as much as they mistreated them. Uh, What are your thoughts on this tweet, Ryan? I think you're right that there's a lot of uh, emotional baggage, you could say, that comes with uh, any parent group, whether or not they had a great experience with school or a horrible one they're placing that on their child to assume that it'll be the same. And so, number one, I just think you made a good point on that because we have to acknowledge that. So how do we? I think we have a missed opportunity here as, as schools, as social service institutions, to reach out to our customers. Because I yes, obviously the student is our, the student learner is our primary customer, but a key component of that, like this uh, tweet says, are the parents. And so uh, what, You know, you think about any other kind of like, let's say, counseling or uh, social service related institution, there is regular interaction between the business and the customer. You're talking about what do you need? How can I help you, et cetera? Yet we do often forget to seek that out. So uh, I think he's spot on here. Well, I like his second point that parents are the experts of their children, because absolutely, who better knows the child than the person that lives with them the majority of the time? 
Um, you know, and the third point is, is that schools, teachers should look to build partnerships with the parents. If we can discuss with the parent, you know, hey, what works at home when your child misbehaves or whatnot? What, what seems to be a good strategy that you use? And really reach out to be a partner. And I'll do that as administrator. I, I'll call the parents and I'm like, listen, I'm not necessarily wanting you to get the child in trouble. What I would like to do is for us to work together. You know, So if we put some systems here in place at the school to help minimize any kind of misbehavior, Perhaps if we could get some support at home and you can tell us, you know, it's, it's kind of like when you have the, the child that has the split parents, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and that child maybe at mom's house knows that they can do a certain thing because mom lets them get away with it. And then they go over to dad's house and maybe dad's house is a little bit stricter and they can't quite get away with as much. And, you know, the mom will complain, well, when I get dad or get the the, kids from dad the the less strict parent Mm -hmm. or or the more strict parent will complain you know when i get the kid back from the dad's house it takes me a couple of days to reorient him to my expectations because he's used to being a little bit more flexible over there so i don't know if that's a good a, a good comparison or a bad comparison but the bottom line is is I believe that if we reach out to those parents and really make sure they understand that we truly want to form a partnership to get what's best out of the child, then I think that we have a chance of making a difference. But the key is, is that we as the school or as the teacher or as the administrator have to be consistent with what we're asking and truly follow up. You know, we can't just make those calls when the kid is misbehaving. You know, we have to make calls when the kid is having successes, too, Mm -hmm. to make sure that the parents understand that what we're doing is having an effect. Excellent. Yeah, I spot on there again. So uh, missed opportunities, I think, and potential great opportunities here for us as schools to reach out to parents and collaborate even more deeply. And, you know, while you're talking, I'm trying to figure out the logistics since I'm an operational kind of guy, but how can you facilitate this uh, more and more? So we'd love to hear from you all. If you are uh, part of a school that really is successful at parent collaboration, or you personally in your own classroom are really successful with collaborating with parents, we'd love to hear about that. All right. So thank you, Mr. Ankrum, for that profound tweet. It really stuck out to me and it does tie in with this week's episode. Tune back in in a couple of days. We are going to have Kim Hopkins on the show and she's a director of outreach and communication for Dr. Ross Green's nonprofit organization, Lives in the Balance. It's a very exciting interview and a different take on how to address problematic behaviors in children at school. We'll see you then. As you move through the week, if you ever see a profound tweet on Twitter or you yourself have something outside the box that you're doing in your class and you want to be featured on our show, go ahead and hit that tweet up or retweet that tweet and tag it to the tagline, the peg doesn't fit. And when we see that tweet, we will include you or your quoted tweet in our show. Until next time, have a great week.